0: It's showtime. Okay! Tokyo! South America! Australia!
1: France! Germany! UK! America. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born-and-bred southern liberal talk host.
2: And here we are, off and running. Here we go. It's the 11th day of October, 2023. This is The Horn. Head on, dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb, too. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. If you are a member of the podcast community of this program, thank you. Thank you for taking time to engage in the conversation that way. Thank you so very much. And uh, it's very helpful if you'll make sure and like every episode and uh, subscribe so you get, uh, so you make sure that you know that you're getting uh, uh, notified every time a new episode goes up, and that's five a week, 15 hours of content a week, usually. And uh, leave a comment, please. That's really helpful. That lets people know that uh, other folks are listening, and might even get a little dialogue started somewhere along the way. Who knows? But thank you. And if it so happens that you are listening live, well, uh, and you would like to enhance your experience with the aforementioned uh, Madcap Multimedia, Mary Wacky Zany, etc. Well, uh, when you pop by head on, dot Live and click on Chat Room. You'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That would be Anatole and Irish Dave and Squeaky and Theo. Uh, hi, gang. How's y'all? Hi, I'm Robin. They know, but this is for anybody. I'm Robin. I'm Robin Kate. And, uh, well, like I said, it's the 11th day of October. And that's an auspicious day of sorts. Happy coming out day. To anyone who finally decides to live uh, authentically, whether you're coming out as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgen- transgender, uh, whatav- whatever your validity is, uh, happy coming out day. And it's a big deal to me because uh, I did exactly that three years ago today. October the eleventh, twenty twenty, and so this is my uh, 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 this is my fourth coming out day, beginning my fourth year of living my authentic life, and it feels awfully good. And so, if you if you are well, you know, or if you if you can't if you can't, we see you. you're valid and you're loved, and you, you deserve you deserve to be happy. So there's that. Every program here at The Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So consequently, thanks go out to our 11th day of the month PayPal subscribers. And uh, that means thank you so very much to uh, David in Oregon. Thank you to Tony and Chico. Tony's one of our oldest subscribers. I don't mean in terms of age. One of our longest-standing subscribers. Thanks for being there, Tony. Uh, Thanks to Christopher up in Oregon. Never did hear back about how the Pozzoli worked out, Christopher, if you're there. Uh, Brag on it. Uh, Thank you to John in Maryland. Thank you so much. And thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program and helping us keep it on the air. Thank you to Jude uh, for for, for jumping in uh, before airtime today. Remembering, excuse me, there we go again. Uh, Remembering Boss Man Wayne as he continues uh, in his hospice journey. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. And so the fundraising goal stands at uh, $1,275. And what that means is, uh, $75 finishes fundraising for last Thursday. $375 finishes fundraising for last week here at the middle of this week. So, anybody who wants to help out, the PayPal button is at headon.live. It's not as obvious as it used to be. It's just the yellow PayPal button and it takes you to the PayPal interface. And we badly need new subscribers. Um, and uh, I, I, well, uh, thanks thanks to those of you who are subscribers and m- help make sure that there's something there. Uh, almost every day of the month. We're, we're, we've got one day of the month, I think, where there are no subscribers. Uh, I hope it stays that way. Well, <laughs> that that we don't want to. Thank you, one and all, for keeping this little independent broadcast effort on the air for Almost 20 years, February the 4th, 2024, will be the 20th anniversary of this program overall. And uh, October 24th, you know, just uh, 13 days from now, will mark the anniversary when this program went on the air for the first time as an Internet-only program in 2005. It's astonishing to me. So, this is Prayer Meeting Wednesday. I have a feeling that any prayers are being superseded by uh, desperate fears and existential dread and horror in Gaza. Well, thank you, Ralphs. Uh, Ralphs is I'm offering a twenty five dollar challenge for Coming Out Day. Thank you so. That's so sweet. So, um, th- th- thank you for marking it that way, Ralphs. So, uh, if somebody wants to kick in twenty five bucks, Ralphs has twenty five to match with it, and that'll take us down to only twenty five dollars away from being done with last Thursday's fundraising. Thank you, Ralphs. That's really really sweet. Um I hate that for you. I don't, I don't know if it's okay to share that publicly, so uh, I think you know who you are. I've been the constant target of narcissists, so I've been on the receiving end of invalidation all my friggin life. I don't I, I won't attach a name to that in case you're, you you're not comfortable with people knowing that. I'm sorry you dealt with that. So, day three of Jesus, I would, like, I would prefer to talk about just about anything than this. Because in, in a way, and talk about it we shall. But in a way, I feel about Middle Eastern conflict, the way I feel about talking about gun violence in the United States... We hate it. It's awful. It is not without a solution. In fact, the solution can be obvious. But the obvious solution ain't going to happen because too many people want it not to happen. And it winds up, the carnage in both cases, winds up being a matter of choice. And what a hellacious choice it is. What a miserable. What a toxic. What a bloody. What a self-interested choice it is. And you know, it is possible, and this is what I've... It it is possible to mourn is the Israeli dead at the same time we mourn the Gaza dead, and vice versa. And it is possible to say a pox upon both their houses for perpetuating this horror. Um, I thought you might find interesting... Now the other day we uh, talked about the editorial from Haaretz, which you might recall, Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Uh, yesterday on my filthy morning habit, said uh, well, it was a pretty liberal paper, so he wasn't going to take that too serious. Like when they said this is net this war is Netanyahu's fault. Well, uh, how about the times of Israel, then? Because uh, this came out a couple of days ago. And it seems pretty, sorry, valid. Oh, and by the way, uh, this is uh, Micah's first coming out day. Congratulations. Many happy returns, Micah. Little sis. The Times of Israel says, uh, for years Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Now it's blown up in our faces. The premier's policy of treating the terror group as a partner at the expense of Abbas and Palestinian statehood has resulted in wounds that will take Israel years to heal. Circles within circles, within circles, within circles, right? But uh, Tal Schneider writes, For years, the various governments led by Benjamin Netanyahu took an approach that divided power between the Gaza Strip And the Palestinian authorities, uh, well, no, uh, uh, between the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. It's the times of Israel, so we'll just take the occupied part of occupied West Bank as uh, parenthetical. Bringing Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas to his knees while making moves that propped up the Hamas terror group. I agree, Kyle. The idea was to prevent Abbas or anyone else in the Palestinian Authority's West Bank government from advancing toward the establishment of a Palestinian state. Because for all the talk of a two state solution, the one person, the one principal person who most had, didn't want a two state solution, that's right, Benjamin Netanyahu. Did you hear him? No. Yeah. This, thus, amid this bid to impair Abbas, Hamas was upgraded from a mere terror group to an organization with which Israel held indirect negotiations via Egypt and one that was allowed to receive infusions of cash from abroad. Hamas was also included in discussions about increasing the number of work permits Israel granted to Gazan laborers, which kept money flowing into Gaza, meaning food for families and the ability to purchase basic products. Israeli officials said these permits, which allow Gazan laborers to earn higher salaries than they would in the enclave, were a powerful tool to help preserve calm. Toward the end of Netanyahu's fifth government in 2021, approximately 2,000 to 3,000 work permits were issued to Gazans. This number climbed to 5,000 and during the bennett uh, uh, lapid government rose sharply to 10,000. Since Netanyahu returned to power in January 2023, the number of work permits has soared to nearly 20,000. Additionally, since 2014, Netanyahu-led governments have practically turned a blind eye to the incendiary balloons and rocket fire from Gaza. Meanwhile, Israel has allowed suitcases holding millions in cuttery cash to enter Gaza through its crossing since 2018 in order to maintain its fragile ceasefire with the Hamas rulers of the Strip. Most of the time, Israeli policy was to treat the Palestinian Authority as a burden and Hamas as an asset. Far-right uh, member of the Knesset Bezalel Smotrich, now the finance minister in the hardline government and leader of the Religious Zionism Party, Said so himself in 2015. According to various reports, Netanyahu made a similar point at a Likud faction meeting at early 2018 when he was quoted as saying that those who oppose a Palestinian state should support the transfer of funds to Gaza because maintaining the separation between the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank and Hamas in Gaza would prevent the establishment of a Palestinian state. While Netanyahu does not make these kind of statements publicly or officially, his words are in line with the policy that he implemented. The same messaging was repeated by right-wing commentators who may have received briefings on the matter or talked to Likud higher-ups and understood the message. Bolstered by this policy, Hamas grew stronger and stronger until Saturday, Israel's Pearl Harbor, the bloodiest day in its history, when terrorists crossed the border slaughtered hundreds of Israelis and kidnapped an unknown number under the cover of thousands of rockets fired at towns throughout the country's south and center. The country has known attacks and wars, but never on such a scale in a single morning. One thing is clear. The concept of indirectly strengthening Hamas while tolerating sporadic attacks and minor military operations every few years went up in smoke Saturday. Just a few days ago, Asaf Pozolov, a reporter for the Khan public broadcaster, tweeted the following. The Islamic Jihad organization has started a noisy exercise very close to the border in which they practice launching missiles, breaking into Israel and kidnapping soldiers. Ha! Huh. Reminiscent, isn't it, of a certain presidential daily briefing of August 2001? Oh, what was the title of that? Uh, Bin Laden determined to strike inside U.S. There we go. Hamas became stronger and used the auspices of peace that Israelis so longed for as cover for its training, and hundreds of Israelis have paid with their lives for this massive omission. Judging by the way Netanyahu has managed Gaza in the last thirteen years, it is not certain that there will be a clear policy going forward. That's kind of called burying the lead. More and more, well, and all of that plays into the liehop narrative that I keep seeing more and more of. You know, let it happen on purpose. Knew it was coming. Didn't stop it. Would have, prov- uh, would have, been, um, would have proven uh, convenient to Psycho Beebe. Yes, and of course it has ramifications here. Uh, The the clowns in the Republican caucus, the Republican majority, have decided, and, and I think there was some persuasion behind it, Um, In a uh, closed meeting by a secret ballot, goes to tell you something, doesn't it? Uh, The uh, Republican caucus chose uh, Steve Scumlease to be their candidate for Speaker of the House. Again, by secret ballot. That happened as... uh, Another news story came out with the victims, the rape victims from the Ohio State University stating collectively six of them. ...that Jim Jackadoff Jordan is unfit to be Speaker of the House. And the scrutiny might have ramped up even more. So there's been a lot of babble today from Steve Scumley saying, uh, well... You well, know, when I when I'm speaker, our first thing will be to issue a statement saying we stand in full support of Israel. Great. Somehow, I would think maybe the first act as speaker would be to stave off a god-forsaken shutdown uh, here in a very short period of time—about 30 days. Good question. Does this mean that jacket Off Jordan has to carry Steve's David Duke baggage now? Because that's the thing about Steve's scum lease. He's got David Duke baggage, you know, Klan baggage, Nazi baggage. And I wonder if the uh, multimillionaire for-profit media will even bother to mention that again. Yeah, here's the fun thing, though. Steve Scumlease may not have the votes to win a speaker's contest. He does not have, according to CNN, he does not have the 217 votes he needs. To get the speakership. And of course Jim jacketoff Jordan not receiving the Republican nod. Ah, that was a little bit of a finger in the eye to Julius Geezer. And apparently no talk in that uh, closed door meeting today of uh, bringing back Craven McCarthy. CNN writing, swift opposition to support Scalise on the floor made clear that the GOP party fight over who will be speaker was not going to be quickly resolved.
0: <laughs> That's
2: good, Steve. Israel. Now, Mr. Sc- Scalise, find Israel on a map. <sighs> yeah. And if you do that, then see if you can find Ukraine. Pretty sure you can find Mother Russia, though, can't you, Steve? Scalise. Today, more than, uh, well, at least six maggots said they were going to vote for Jacket Off Jordan on the floor. And a number of others said, I don't know which way I'm going to vote. I did did a little ciphering. Two-thirds of the House of Representatives, in terms of the total members, two-thirds of the total number of the members of the House of Representatives is, by my calculation, 292. That means that what is it, roughly uh, 211 Democrats would only need to join with 82 pissed off Republicans and throw Matt Gates the hell out of Congress. Throw the mutineer Put, put it put him blindfold him and put him on the plank and let him feel the pinking touch of a sword point and start walking don't forget to drop your cannonball at the end i would think that would be easier than this speaker fight i may be entirely wrong but there have to doesn't it doesn't it stand to reason that there has to be at least 82 republicans who hate Matt Gates's stinking guts for what they did to their beloved Kevin? And would what, making one walk the plank, would that be enough to perhaps convince Andy Biggs and Ralph Norman and uh, the, the demon dentist of the desert, Paul Gosar, and the, the rest of the feed carcass, that they might want to behave themselves? And the minute that that popped into my head, immediately I heard the counter-argument. Well, you can't do that, because someday, the, someday they might, there might be 292 people who want to throw you out. Maybe there'd be 292 people who want to throw out Rashid Tlaib, or AOC. Now, allegedly... Jacket off, Jordan is trying to tell his colleagues uh, who wanted him to be the speaker to go ahead and vote for uh, Steve Scumley's. Nonetheless, <laughs> because she is the face of the maggot party in the House, representing marginal trailer queen, speaking to CNN's Manu Raju said. I'm not supporting Steve Scalise. I'll be voting for Jim Jordan. Well, uh, Jim Jordan presented a strong plan for us, a detailed plan on how to move forward. We didn't hear that plan from Steve Scalise. It was more vague answers. Meanwhile, Thomas Massey, who got slapped around verbally a bit by AOC a while back when he said, Girlie, don't cry coming down to Kentucky. And she said, I will go anywhere I damned well please. And you are free to try to stop me. <sighs> well, Thomas Massey said, uh, uh, he, he went over to Shitter and posted his shit. And said, surprises are for little kids at birthday parties, not Congress. So I'll let Scalise know in person that he doesn't have my vote on the floor because he is not articulated. Big word for Thomas Massey. A viable plan for avoiding an omnibus, because if he did that, they'd throw him under the omnibus. Because that's how you—that's you know, that, that, that's how you solve a, a governmental funding crisis by voting on, you know. <laughs> Voting on each individual, it would be very much like the uh, Schoolhouse Rock episode, you know, where the entire House of Representatives votes on a single bill for a stop sign on Maple Street, and then it goes to the Senate. Oh, for the love of, yeah. throw Gates out and elect Scalise. Stephen New York says. Now, listen up, Joe and Mika. It's okay, for you. it's okay for you to say this tomorrow morning. If the GOP speaker rises Scalise and throws out Gates, that will be a big middle finger to Trump. Oh, can, I'm sorry, but i rather enjoy that. i rather enjoy that. That's a little bit of a fantasy, really. Can you imagine the howling in the, for, uh, the, the multimillionaire for-profit media among the maggots? It's a purge. It's a Stalinist purge. That's what it is. I'm a tolling you. They're purging. They're purging the real patriots. Look at Jim jacket off Jordan and saying it can happen to you. And oh, Marge, sit up down, sis. Because I got another motion sitting here ready to file. So the vote total, in case anybody's wondering today, was 113 votes for Steve Scumlease and 99 for Jacket Off Jordan. So that's 104 votes that Steve Scumlease needs to scrounge up. Curiously, though, the vote was 113 to 99, meaning there was only 212 votes total cast. So now there will be a messy public fight on the House floor. And there's going to be other elections. Uh, The uh, uh, maggot from Oklahoma, Kevin Hearn, said he's going to run for majority leader. And House Majority Whip uh, Tom Emmer from Minnesota is also uh, burning up the lines, burning up the Coconut Telegraph, saying, uh, "If scum lease the Speaker, I won't be Majority Leader." Okay, y'all. Now uh, this is a uh, this is this is a carcass. That can't even agree on what to put on a pizza. How many legislative days do you think they're going to throw away on this? We've already calculated that they've got something like 13 days. This gang of screw-ups, this gang of snafus, these the the, the foo bar caucus. They got about 13 days to actually save this country from a shutdown. And at least here on this program, I'm saying clearly, and I think there's general agreement, that uh, they don't even want to avoid a shutdown. They actively want a shutdown. And this is all a facade to allow the shut to allow the shutdown to just happen as a matter of course. Well, you know, we tried. Yeah, well, yeah we did. We tried. We tried. We tr- we didn't want to shut the. Yeah, we did. We wanted to shut the government down. And we don't give a shit what happens because you know our checks are still being paid. Because it's about us. Um, omnibus definition and meaning, coming from Ralphs She said, I want the first definition. Omnibus. One, a usually automotive public vehicle designed to carry a large number of passengers. A bus. And, and, uh, you know what? I wonder how many people – I wonder how many members of the House of Representatives, Democrats or Republicans alike, it would be uh, particularly upset if, say, Matt Gates was to, you know, in some drug-induced haze, step out in front of a uh, an express omnibus. Oh, and from the Department of Why Don't You Sit Down and Shut The Up, let's check in with uh, Turkey's autocratic uh, leader, Erdogan. Yesterday, uh, he decided he knew better than anybody else uh, what the U.S. was doing by putting the USS Gerald Ford carrier group off the um, Levantine coast. Erdogan, who is supposed to be an ally, not so much, said, what will the aircraft carrier of the U.S. do near Israel? Why do they come? What will boats around and aircraft on it will do? They will hit Gaza and around and take steps for serious massacres there. He said this during a joint press conference with the Chancellor of Austria, Karl Nehammer. In Ankara, Turkey. And he offered Turkey services in mediating between Israel and Hamas. Yeah, that's a a great idea. The stated purpose of the United States, by the way, in having the Gerald Ford there, is to... uh, make sure that nobody else decides to get froggy and come play in this bloody little abattoir
0: because that wouldn't be good for anybody
2: but a little bit of news does trickle out of Gaza not a lot Uh, the international medical group, Médecins Sans Frontières, issued a statement uh, with uh, Leo Kahn, who is the head of mission for Palestine, the situation in Gaza is catastrophic the hospitals are overwhelmed the number of wounded is extremely high there is a constant influx into all the hospitals in the Gaza Strip the medical teams are exhausted working around the clock to treat the wounded the bombardments are very intense entire buildings are being destroyed including one last night right next to the MSF offices Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières. Sometimes people receive a text message in the middle of the night telling them to evacuate their homes, as happened to some of our team members in Gaza. You have to wake up your children in the middle of the night and leave your house without taking any of your belongings to get to safety. Safety such as there is. It's not like they got bomb shelters to go and take refuge in. Couldn't have that now, could they? No, those aren't bomb shelters. Those are tunnels. But very often people don't know where to go. Leo Kahn continued. They find themselves outside in the middle of the night under a hail of bombs. Where can they find safety? Now remember, there are 2.3 million people crammed into 140 square miles in that open-air concentration camp? The latest estimates put the number of displaced people at around 200,000, mainly people who have received those SMS messages and whose homes have been destroyed. They need everything. Water, a place to shower, food, a mattress to sleep on. In short, these are varied but basic needs. now the Israeli government has decided to completely cut off water and electricity supplies and the phone network has been damaged this morning we were unable to reach our teams in Gaza by phone inevitably this all makes it extremely difficult to coordinate rescue operations and access the injured in Gaza today people are terrified I speak very regularly with our colleagues there they are very tough people because unfortunately they have lived through a lot of wars But the current situation is causing them extreme anxiety. They say this time, it's different. They don't see a way out, and they wonder how it's all going to end. They're in terrible mental distress. There aren't words to describe what people are going through. Oh, but there is. It it starts with a G and ends in enoside. As for MSF, we are very concerned to see that medical facilities have not been spared. Again, medical facilities have not been spared. One of the hospitals we support was hit by an airstrike and damaged. Another airstrike destroyed an ambulance carrying the wounded right in front of the hospital where we work. The MSF team, who were operating on a patient, had to leave the hospital in a hurry. We repeat, medical facilities must be respected. This is not something that should have to be negotiated. Currently, MSF is donating essential medicines and medical equipment to the main hospitals in Gaza Strip. We've also sent surgical teams to two hospitals to help treat the wounded. Good lord. Those heroic medical personnel, those doctors, those surgeons, nurses, physicians' assistants, orderlies. And they know that they are as much an Israeli target as anyone else in that hellscape. In the coming days there will also be a lot of post-operative surgery to be carried out as most of the wounded we receive will need several surgical interventions before they can be saved. Yesterday we also set up a clinic in downtown Gaza for people with other injuries which we will try to keep open if conditions allow. Yesterday morning we received a 13-year-old boy whose body was almost completely burned after a bomb fell right next to his house starting a fire these are very complicated cases to treat in such conditions and when children are involved it is very hard to bear the intensity of the violence and bombardments is shocking as as is the death toll the declaration of war must not under any circumstances lead to collective punishment of the population of Gaza cutting off water, electricity and fuel supplies is unacceptable as it punishes the entire population and deprives them of their basic needs. Like I said, there's not a lot of information coming. You know, I, Again, this is another day out of monitoring multi-millionaire for-profit news. Not seeing a lot of messages. Not seeing a lot of on-camera interviews with people in Gaza. I don't know if it's just because it's difficult to get into gaza to do these things or to be able to get the content out maybe that's why the phone lines the phone systems are down the electricity out water cut off a state a state of total siege because then perhaps there won't be any witnesses oh and uh, while people do continue and by people I mean mainly maggots continue to scream that Joe Biden give Iran six billion dollars to fund this here war with which is a complete and total and absolute lie Their latest evasion of that is, well, you know, money's fungible. Not if they don't have it, it isn't. By the way, Stephen, New York points out uh, 45 CR. 45 days from from the 1st of October is 1114. That's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Imagine the government shuts down and there's air traffic controllers over the Thanksgiving holiday. Well, the air traffic controllers have to show up. They just don't get paid. What would happen if the air con- traffic controllers went on strike again, knowing full well what would happen to them? You know, Ronnie Reagan fired them when the, when uh, They tried that when they went on strike in the uh, earliest part of his uh, eight-year experiment in negligence and criminality and cruelty. But, oh, my God, that is the week before Thanksgiving, Steve. You're absolutely right. That would be, but that that would be. There would be plenty of Republican Congress critters on TV saying it's Joe Biden's fault. As far as reports from Gaza, Steve says the only piece I saw anything was in Al Jazeera, and well, that was a news release from Doctors Without Borders. That was from them. That wasn't picked up by any wire service. Darlene says if the maggot wing of the House was really serious about all that's going on internationally and the imminent shutdown in less than a month nationally, and if they really felt the urgency to, well, you know, actually work, then why didn't they hold the election of Steve Scalise for the full House immediately after selecting him in their behind-closed-door caucus? I mean, C-SPAN had them slated to hold a full vote at 3 p.m. Waiting, 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 waiting. because they can't whip the vote. This is going to be another speaker race, just like in January. And so when that takes place, uh, the Democrats will nominate Hakeem Jeffries and they will vote as a block for Hakeem Jeffries. And at least by 113 to 99... With, I guess, maybe some not voting, was Kevers one of them? Uh, But that indicates, 113 plus 99 is 212, and 217 gets the seat. And once again, it is not the job of the Democratic caucus in the House to save some pasty-faced, doughy, white dude's fragile ego. I saw that 3 p.m. time, too, Darlene. And, well, um, the same, again, with the drumming of the fingers. I don't know. But anyway, there are still right-wingers out there barking and grunting that, I ran, I ran, done it, it's brother. And like I said, I'm still waiting for zombie John McCain to come up out of the ground screaming, bomb, 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 Iran. He felt so clever when he did that. But, here's the thing. According to uh, U.S. intelligence sources, when Hamas attacked on Saturday. Uh, your your top your top of the line uh, chief headman boss mullahs in Iran were like, huh? They were in a word caught by surprise. Now apparently. They're not ready to make that statement as a a public conclusion. And U.S. intelligence continues to look for evidence of Iranian involvement. But so far, it's no more there than there was proof that Saddam Hussein had anything to do with 9 11. But hope springs eternal in the breast of a liar. Or a gang of liars who really have a mm, nasty, nasty case of bloodlust for Iran. Uh, lawmakers on Capitol Hill have received these briefings. Iran likely knew Hamas was planning operations against Israel, but without the precise timing or scope of what occurred, one official said. Although Iran has long supported Hamas with material and financial support, we have not currently seen anything to suggest in Iran it, that Iran supported or was behind the attack. We'll be looking at additional intelligence in the coming weeks to inform our thinking on this issue, including whether there were at least some within their system that either had a clearer sense of what was coming or even contributed to aspects of the planning. John Kirby talking to CNN today said, "Uh, there's no intelligence that said that Iran was, quote, pre-aware or were involved in any of the planning, resourcing, or even directing of the operation. Meanwhile, with uh, nothing to ground it on but hate, uh, a senior Israeli official told Matthew Chance at CNN that... uh, well, I mean, they uh, may not have known about the exact timing, but they were aware of the Hamas operation before it happened. You have to. That's baloney. That's just paranoia. Bloody paranoia. Hateful paranoia. And, uh, Dave in the Blind says, uh, no phone or SMS. Democracy is that there is no message because there's no electricity, which means no phones. There's no water or food, which means torture. There's no shelter, which means more death. The SS officers who have committed the atrocities that we say never again over must be looking up from hell and going, That eh, Netanyahu's one of the good ones. He learned his lessons well. Now he can kill them all, and we'll save a place for him in hell. Your buddy Dave and the blind. Yeah uh, As far as being aware of the operation before it was ha- before it happened Steve notes, yeah, so was Egypt who told Bibi about it. Oh no it's, it's, it's just propaganda. really? Three different corruption charges an impending social upheaval over his dictatorial desire to zero out the the Israeli Supreme Court. Reservists saying they would not show up for duty if called. Pilots saying they would not get in the cockpits of their jets if called. If he pulled that stunt with the Supreme Court. Lord, if this wasn't lyhop. And I was Bibi Netanyahu, I'd be playing the lottery with luck like that. And meanwhile, the, the, the victims' families in Israel are still living largely in an information blackout. But, God, they can taste Iranian blood in their mouths, these maggots. Mike McCall, a maggot from Texas, after being briefed on Wednesday, said, I know the administration is woe to peg Iran as responsible, but I think that all roads lead to Iran. We certainly don't want to see this escalate, but Iran is already in this. Darlene says, "Yeah, this is sounding more and more like our 9/11. Didn't the dim leader also ignore certain warnings? Yes, lots of them. The Graham, uh, the the, the Hart-Rudman report, for one, that talked about the jelly soft security at our airports." Or the FBI itself that somehow just couldn't quite communicate and for the life of them couldn't figure figure out why Saudi dudes were paying for flying lessons that didn't involve how to land the plane. And then, of course, that presidential daily briefing of August 20th, 2001. Bin Laden determined to strike in U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan speaking to reporters at the White House yesterday said, we're looking to acquire further intelligence, but as I stand here today while Iran plays this broad role, sustained deep and dark role in providing all this support and capabilities to Hamas, in terms of this particular gruesome attack on October 7th, we don't currently have that information. Not that I'm an intel specialist or anything, because I'm not. Don't even play one on the radio. Yeah, but uh, if you're like me... You hope that somewhere within a competent corner of our intelligence community that maybe somebody's nosing around to see if they can find Pooty's fingerprints on all of this. If nothing else to let him know he's been caught. And maybe well it's, it's, it, no, it's not going to affect Marginal Trailer Queen or Matt Gates or the Demon Dentist of the Desert or uh, Andy Bigley or any of those creeps. But if Puty could be shown to have orchestrated this, it would explain why the Iranians were surprised, would it not? It would. If this was an organization, an event, an attack that was crafted somewhere in the bowels of the Kremlin to try to take heat off of his failing war in Ukraine and suck away money from from Ukrainian uh, war funding, to give to Israel because Putin has this idea that we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't I,
0: –
2: again, it's like talking about a school shooting in the United States. All that um, – uh, that story about uh, – no no, intel connection between Iran and the attack itself. That was CNN. 128 people responded to the story. And the question, to what extent do you support or oppose the U.S. putting pressure on Iran in response to Hamas's attacks from Gaza? Again, it's only 128 people. 71% strongly support. Fifteen percent, somewhat support. Eight percent strongly oppose. Three percent somewhat oppose. So there's eighty-six percent support for us among one hundred and twenty-eight people. Does that tell us anything about the about the CNN audience at present? I have a feeling that before long I'm going to be doing something I'm not particularly fond of doing, and that is reading once again Mark Twain's War Prayer. I wonder if that's ever been translated into Arabic and Hebrew. Twain's been translated a lot of places, a lot of languages. But this country does love the front end of wars. I knew this would come eventually. Like I said, it's why I hate to talk about this topic. Equal time. Our buddy Andy, Andy, the angry Jew, says, I've been around for about 10 years now, and this is about the toughest time I've had without opening in my, opening my mouth. I love the community, but I don't like this the one state of mind and no differentiation of opinion. I totally understand that this is not a black and white situation. I do not like the current administration in Israel. You would not be talking about this right now if Israel had not been attacked. Do you have any other Jewish listeners that might take issue with your spinning around in a pretzel to make Palestinians look like a victim here? Andy, the Palestinians are the victims. There's a thousand plus dead Palestinian victims. They're not Hamas. There are no Hamas children. There are no Hamas mothers suckling Hamas babies at their breasts. Hamas is not Gaza. Gaza is not Hamas. Hamas is a gang of people who are very well paid to be the thugs that they are. I just drove through downtown Chicago to see Palestinians saying no more aid to Israel, 13 million of U.S. worldwide. What's the ratio to how much of our people got killed versus them? I'm goddamn Jewish, so how am I supposed to agree with everything you're saying? I would love to go to a concert and have my girlfriend, daughter, wife, whatever, raped, head cut off, etc. You're just sanitizing this a bit too much for me. There's no butt in this incident. You picked the wrong time to victim. Shame for me. It's very trying to be a progressive white liberal Jew in the United States. Isn't any group that uh, isn't isn't there any group that's it? Isn't any group that's anti-Semitic? You've never been Jewish, and I think you have lost a bit of your sensitivity. I'm sorry, but I've been listening for days, and it's just somebody else needs to say something, just like the maggots. If we can't disagree, and I do veh- vehemently. Much love. I'm writing this while I'm driving, so you know I ain't happy. Andy, I'm not happy, but you know, don't be don't don't be mad at the messenger. Look at look at what Haaretz has said. Look at what the Times of Israel said. This is a hell of Bibi Netanyahu's making and he's been making it for a very long time, and he did a deal with the devil. He and his government allowed Hamas to gain power in order to make sure that they kept uh, Mahmoud Abbas and the Palestinian Authority at bay under a toxic divide-and-conquer strategy. For nothing more than political gain. It's, it's probably not true to say that Bibi Netanyahu is Israel's biggest problem right now. But Bibi Netanyahu has been one of Israel's biggest problems for a very long time now. Again, don't look to me. look to the pilots and the reservists who said i ain't showing up if he pulls this stunt with the supreme court we're supposed to be a democracy they said the agony must the agony is profound and i would never take away from that but you know what i can feel i can i can i can be empathetic toward the agony of, 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 of the families of slaughtered Israeli innocents, and I also have room in my heart for empathy for the agony of slaughtered Palestinians. An agony that has been going on in Gaza for over a decade. I don't know why I have to feel sympathy only for one side but not the other. And I don't feel at all pretzel-like, Andy. I despise war. I despise it in all its forms and everywhere it, it happens. And it is... it's miserable but I can't say oh Israel is entirely the victim here and Israel's hands are entirely clean in this when that would be a false statement it's not true Every time a teenage Palestinian boy gets blown away by an Israeli sniper for putting one foot too close to a fence, and it's happened hundreds of times in the past several years, the hatred grows. And as I said last night, the people who hate each other cannot be the people who bring, each, bring peace. And I know a little bit about being hated. I really do. Historically and in my daily life, I know a little bit about being hated. I know a little bit about people wanting you simply not to exist. I know a little bit about living in a place where the explosions go off day after day after day. Where the air is choked with a foul and toxic dust that kills indiscriminately men, women, children, mommies, cousins, aunts, uncles, neighbors, friends. Adversaries. I don't expect you to agree with everything I say, Andy. And I'm not sanitizing any of it. It was vile and hateful, brutal, bloody. What happened Saturday? It was in contravention of any kind of rule or law of so-called civilized warfare. I think civilized and warfare never belong in the same sentence uh, together, those two words next to each other. Andy, I assure you, I've not lost any of my sensitivity. I've gained it. I've gained it by the bucketful. And I don't like to see anyone subjected to a desire to wipe people off the earth. Any people. Kind of woke that way, I guess. When being woke is deemed to be a bad thing. I know America's history, I know a good bit of world history not as much as I should and I'm woefully lacking in certain areas of the world I know more than I'd like to about that area of the world The problem is, we have a tendency to desire to find first causes in things. You can see that going as far back as Plato and Socrates. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, at least in English. And so that is even an attempt to explain first causes. But the problem in that benighted hellscape of the world is that every first cause has a cause behind it. And at some point, we have to erase. Well, what did Yichak Rabin say? The history of the world is written in blood. And if we are to survive, we must find a new color in which to write. Would this have happened? Had not Bibi Netanyahu worked so hard to empower Hamas in order to keep Mahmoud Mahmoud Abbas in check and the Palestinian Authority can we know so Andy uh, uh, feel free to share as you wish you're right I would not be talking about this right now if Israel had not been attacked I would have been talking oh let's see because I just happen to have it here I might be talking about the fact that there's a place in Fort Worth Texas called Torchy's T-O-R-C-H-Y apostrophe S And Torchies, Taqueria, in Fort Worth, Texas, apparently doesn't have any problem with serving Nazis. There was a bunch of Nazis in Torchies on Sunday. Khaki pants, khaki shirts swastika armbands. One guy in a black hoodie with a skull on it. And the legend underneath the skull or above it, I don't know, reading Gott mit uns. Famous for having been on the belt plates of German soldiers in two world wars. One of the Nazis screamed white power at a Jewish woman. And so 31-year-old Jessica Gregorio recorded a snippet of the ten Nazis. And when they began being uh, recorded... They finished up. In a phone interview with Raw Story, Ms. Gregorio said, when I saw the Nazi symbol, I was pretty upset about it. I was staring them down and recording them and making sure they were seen and know that this was existing in our city. Uh, they got up to leave, and that's when one gentleman yelled, white power, oh, Ms. Gregorio, that was no gentleman. That was a Nazi. Because this is 2023 in the United States of America, and Nazis get together in their Nazi garb and go out for Nazi lunch. Bless her heart, and I mean that in a nice way. Jessica Gregorio looked at one guy who was approaching her and said, I said you're a piece of shit. I'm a proud Jew. And that's when the leader, the Führer of that gang of Nazis, walked up to her and said, you should be dead. That's why you guys are getting blasted in Israel. A little bit later, two of the Nazis came back. Ms. Gregorio said, I got a little concerned when two of them came back 20, 30 minutes later. That's when the manager told them, we're not going to serve you anymore. Torchy's Tacos is based out of Austin, Texas. Interviewed, uh, or or a statement rather, um, arrived at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, who had the story first and said, let us be clear, we do not stand for hate and do not support this group or any hate group. In a difficult situation, our team acted to first ensure the safety of the other guests and our team members. Torchies will work with local authorities, uh, and is taking this matter extremely seriously. Fuck hate. Ms. Gregorio said... uh, I do feel like it's more damage control than anything else until they started getting tagged a lot on TikTok. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah, there there he is. And he's got tacky Nazi doesn't even have his shirt tucked in. That's me being facetious. But here's the thing. This is where we are. This is a question. Not a hypothetical. Just a question. Let's say that Torchy's Tacos really is serious about fuck hate. What if Torchy's Tacos was to uh, put up a sign that said, outside the establishment, no Nazis will be served. Nazis not welcome on premises. And then, what is the alliance defending freedom, the alliance defaming freedom, the alliance demeaning freedom, took up the case of the poor put-upon Nazis and took it to our most puissant, dread-sovereign Supreme Catholic Majesties and pled before those black-robed fascists that the poor put-upon, downtrodden Nazis have a sincerely held religious belief that certain people just need to be eradicated from the earth in order to preserve a pure white Aryan bloodline. But it's their sincerely held religious belief. Do you think for an instant the Alliance Demeaning Freedom wouldn't take such a case? Uh, Granted, granted, they're, they're very busy right now. What with trying to keep trans people from being able to go pee and what with trying to make sure that more trans kids commit suicide and what with them trying to make sure that so many of those damn brown people don't get into the United States Naval and United States military academies I mean, they're very busy, but they're also very rich. And I'm sure they have the capacity and the resources to support some poor, put-upon, discriminated-against-Nazis. So if the thing in Israel was not taking place if Israelis had not been murdered and if in retaliation Gazan civilians weren't being murdered I probably wouldn't be talking about it because there's plenty to talk about here at home And it's the same kind of hate. I know, it's sad, isn't it, Kyle? Subject line, Andy. Steve in New York says, I respect Andy's consternation, as do I. I respect the anger. I respect the feeling needing for Israel to fight back. Steve continues. I realized a very long time ago that it is impossible for a non-Jew to truly understand the deep and abiding connection Jewish people have to Israel. I hear it in the Shema prayer and the exhortation at the Passover cedar next year in Jerusalem. What I do know is this. I'm just tired of seeing so much death of Israeli men, women, and children. I'm tired of seeing so much death of Palestinian men, women, and children. And you know why? The same ghouls at the top who always seem to benefit. And if someone like a an Rabin or uh, a, 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 a Sadat who seeks a different path, they end up dead because that because they sought that different path. No, I don't think it's possible for a non-Jew to understand the depth of the deep connection to Israel. All I can do is speak for the people, both Israeli and Palestinian, who get caught in the middle and pay with their innocent lives. Well said. Well said, Steve. And and, and and Steve has a point. Because the people making bank on this will never be touched by this. My personal theory is that a great big whopping wad of cash was probably paid out by Pootie. To the upper echelons of Hamas. And those fuckers are never going to be caught wearing a dynamite belt. They sent the true believer young men out. They paid for the weapons. But they'll sleep like babies at night. And they've got enough money and the connections to get away from... All of the misery, and if it gets too hot, they will. And the Hamas fighters will never be the wiser. And I hope the presence of the Gerald R. Ford uh, in, in on the Levin, off the Levantine coast. Can be sufficient to make sure that nobody else tries to widen this thing, and the drumbeat here is growing louder, just like we talked about a little bit last night. But this is prayer meeting Wednesday. People who think, because remember, uh, it's I believe it's it's in it's in the book of Revelation, and the description of the great battle to end all battles at Har Megiddo, which is very much a place where the book says something like the blood will ri- run as high as the necks of horses and that's going to be a great battle because that's when Jesus will finally win and there will be a A thousand-year reign of peace and joy and happiness and Jew-killing. You don't have to believe me. Go and read it and understand that there are tens of millions of Americans who hear sermons in evangelical pulpits most every Sunday that talks about that great getting up morning. And all it's going to take is, you know, for the Jews to finally come to their senses and recognize Jesus as the Messiah when he comes back. I mean, if you can pull off a magic trick like that, surely to goodness people will notice. I mean, he's he's coming down in the clouds for heaven's sakes. Oh, must have been him. Oopsie. But I cannot ascribe to the idea that any nation state is always right. It can't. We committed atrocities... We committed atrocities in our good war. And still we did atrocious things, especially, but not exclusively in the Pacific. One of the greatest pieces of mid-20th century literature. A little paperback book called Slaughterhouse Five was one man's attempt not to make sense of the slaughter that he lived through and endured, the firebombing of Dresden, Germany, but to just point out the horror of it. Even in a good war, So I'm not going to pull any punches with any other countries. Way back in law school, uh, in a course in something like comparative international law or something, the professor said, uh, "There's an old Eastern European curse: May you be involved in a lawsuit in which you think you, in which you know you are right." And expanding upon that, he said, those are the people who are eaten alive by their own litigation. And lawsuits are basically like wars that are fought on paper. Imagine how much more comes from being in a war in which you know you are right. That all the rightness is on one side and all the wrongness on the other. I know, Kyle, it's upsetting, isn't it? Note coming in from Jude. Um, I've been listening to your program from the beginning today, dear Robin. My beloved workplace was rendered without power, hence a day off wanted to get a sense of your focus before writing you, and yes, it is on the Palestinians suffering in Gaza. My heart's also drawn to Micah, who wrote into our community earlier, revealing through a note her coming forth, to claim with openness, the person she is, and for this, what a vul- vulnerable day for her. No, it's a joyful day, Jude. Micah's been out for a while, but she wasn't out this time last year. Gives me hope, Robin. In the unheard voices and writings out there seeking to be known, welcome, dear sister Micah. Yes, peace, Jude. Thank you, Jude. Micah, I hope you heard that. I'm checking some. Uh, TJ, uh, Nazi, uh, Nazis who brunch. Yeah, they go down to Hitler to get mine lunch. <laughs> Thank you for that. 9-11 intelligence failure. Stephen in New York says, this is far worse. Gaza is the most well-guarded and surveilled 140 square miles in the world. 5,000 missiles teed up all at once. Hamas fighters broke through the wall unfettered and undiscovered and walked around in Israel to terrorize and murder numerous Israelis and to kidnap 100 plus Israelis and take them back to Gaza. It becomes harder and harder to see that as an intelligence failure, doesn't it, Steve? And that leads us to the question of, is Bibi Netanyahu that big a monster? I'm not going to give an answer. I've been saying for years that I think he's a stone-cold psychopath. Now, if he is a psychopath, is that the sort of thing a psychopath would do? Purely speculation. Sorry, don't mean to be working the Alex Jones corner. But sometimes... Sometimes it's hard not to. President Biden confirmed that 14 Americans have been killed in Israel. Uh, He's also confirmed that there are more Americans among the hostages held by Hamas in Gaza. We now know that American, that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery efforts because as president I have no higher priority than the safety of Americans being held hostage around the world. The horror of the families of those hostages. because this isn't Entebbe and this isn't Munich in 1972 when they were all in one place scattered through that hundred and forty square miles Israelis searched for years for one kidnapped member of the IDF and were never able to find him over the course of years Finally, trading him for 1,000 Palestinian prisoners. And it's just a matter of when all your problems look like nails, all your solutions will look like hammers. And so they say that they are ready, it is said that Israel is readying a full-scale ground invasion of Gaza. And the blood may run as high as the horses, a horse's halter. Kyle, that was not nice. Uh, let me, uh, I've, I've been prattling on. There, There is stuff going on here in the United States of America that matters. And we hopefully will get to that. But let's run over to the stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Good evening, Robin. Jerry, how are you? This is better. Doing a little better today. How are you? I'm Okay. But I mean, tell—I mean, you—you you sent that note a while back saying you'd had a thing. Are you in? Are you? Are, you, are, I mean, you on, are you am, on the mend? I am amatory, which is the term.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I—I'm uh, I'm actually walk, walking in um, in, in full disbelief that I'm not drinking that much sugar or drinking that much. Although I had a lot of coffee today, I had three cups, but. Uh, no, well, my heart did not sing. I got to see my heart on the little happy camera there. It was really hot that day. It wasn't a heart thing. It was like a potassium salt thing. Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, it was an electrolyte event.
3: Yeah, but it, it, it made my, my heart act funny. And uh, it's starting to get bright. And I was like, you know what? I need an ambulance ride. But that's not why I called it. That's, no, that's just no. content. I'm still I, I'm still processing that, to be honest with you. Because um, when you're looking at your heart on camera, you're not having a good day, if that makes any sense.
2: That so makes an abundance
3: of sense. Um, I'm calling uh, being an inactive Seventh-day Adventurer, but uh, his call actually started yesterday when I sent an email. Because Elizabeth was also a seven-day adventure. Is that her name? Uh, you know, you got from her yesterday.
2: This. Oh, oh no, Cynthia. Cynthia was raised. There. Yes, Cynthia. Thank Cynthia, Cynthia. This is look, this is the type
3: of shit prophesied about, and it's um, as says, in normal everyday. 21st century language that it came from the East and the world. And that's what looks like what's happening. Right a regional conflict is going to turn into a world war. Because Israel is going to get off the couch. Uh, Putin is running out of moves. So uh, uh, but if you hired a bunch of uh, Middle East types, and I'm going to try to be sensitive in my speech. Uh, to make shit crazy is this comes at too perfect a time I don't think there are any Palestinians who commit these atrocities those seem like paid troops and the other thing is you know what I think BB was snowing his farts but I really think that some of the information that was purloined at, at Marno Argo had something to do with Israeli defenses this is that. The other thing, targets—they killed ravers. I've been—I am an old ass raver. You, you hear what I'm saying, Robin? Yes, I do. That—that that was my first exposure and acceptance of the rainbow people. We went to a place. Nobody knew, everybody knew, but everybody pretended not to know. We jumped up and down, we did this and that, and we went home. The idea of getting massacred at an event like that, I, I, you know, I got so mad that I said, wait a second, this is a play, cause nothing about this is random. This has pissed off the left, which if you step back, uh, one light year away from it. You got to go, that's an evil trick, but that's a pretty fucking good trick. Yeah. Because now you have the liberals, whatever that means, want to shoot up the place. That's some super village shit. And on Putin's birthday, and on, because he's very big into the numerology. This is him. And nobody's talked about Ukraine for what, a week now? I got to tip my hat to him too. But yeah, and and, and the whole Jared Hay fixing the Middle East. No, you enriched the Saudis. You probably gave them a nuke or or, or some kind of capacity so they could put their, 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 their oil nuts on the table. As, as they stare at Iran's side. So this whole thing is being played. And, and, and Trump, the false prophet, he set it all up. The biggest thing is, I think he was a willing participant. The shit he was talking about four or five days ago, when he was going, hey, you, you Jewish people, you need to thank me. Now, before anybody jumps up and down, I have two half-Jewish children and have one half Lebanese child. Do you hear what I'm saying now? This is fucked up on a molecular level. Agreed. My exes were were Jewish and Lebanese. (laughs) My... 25 year old daughter was going to Israel because of that right of, you know, come check out your hair type thing. And me and her were jumping up and down. She was going to do it this year. I don't know anymore. I got to call
0: it that. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Israel
3: was officially on the couch for the goings-on in Ukraine. They were even laundering some of the money. They didn't want to have anything to do with that shit. They just put their hands in their pocket, and they were just walking past that bad smell. Now they're in the game. They're also trying to Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden. I've heard this fucking dance before. Everything about it.
2: Yeah, that's the benefit to having you know having a few decades behind you. You can recognize the same note played in a different Patter. song.
3: And this is all coordinated because everybody got their talking points together in like eight hours. I'm like, wow. First of all, I haven't watched one second video. I just read some descriptions and I was like, nope. Hell nah. I have been deeply invested into the American football insanity that's currently going on. We're all mid-season. College is doing the thing. My college team did some stupid shit where they should have knelt down instead of stood. Howard Trump says that. (laughs) That's funny. And I'm really glad for the distraction. I'm glad I'm not a gambler because I I, I bet on all the things this week. I don't want to deal with this because this like waiting up from a bad dream a dream that you hope a second of it could not be true
0: son of a bitch it's
3: all fucking true and cut off water internet power sewage for two million people you're gonna dampen the internet so there's no pictures coming up. I don't know. I don't. And there's no Palestinians who did this. They're just taking. Yeah, B B N has set this up by kind of hurting them and, 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 oh, we're right wing. You know, right wing just made Romina foreigners from the right to the left of us.
0: Well, I, I, so
2: I want to I I I challenge one thing you said. You said, you know, there are no Palestinians in Hamas. I think there are. I mean, that, that's not a bunch of Iranians over there being Hamas. They are. They, they, they have historically been Iran-backed. But it is a faction among the Palestinians. But most Palestinians who are just trying to get from day to day to day in an open-air prison... Killed a thousand... Is,
3: I've never heard of a thousand Israelis dying in this modern age. Not to be too blunt about it, and it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a gas leak. It wasn't a boat or plane crashing. Or several, no, no, it was massacred, and it was not four K. This whole thing is uh, as terrible as it is. The Palestinians won't do that to themselves.
2: How do you win that? You know, I want to try. You know, no, you said you said something here that got me thinking. And I'm not trying to deflect blame. The Hamas fighters who did this are fucking monsters. They are. They're horrible human beings.
0: I mean,
2: oh, of course they are. No, no, no,
3: no. Don't get me wrong. So hold on. on the flip so, side, side, so hold on. Talk
2: to,
0: but hold me. on. Hold Go on. Ahead.
2: We saw what modern warfare looks like. As defined in the Russian purview, with the openings uh, with the with the opening salvos of the war against the people of Ukraine, the innocent people of Ukraine, Russia attacked an innocent nation, and then we started, and then the name Bakhmut entered the global lexicon. And it was a place of torture and torment and, yes, rape and mutilation.
3: Well, they start with the rape. I mean, you put that on as an appetizer. No, no, that's the the main course. Then the dismemberment is, you
2: know.
0: But, uh, the, yeah, but, 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 t-
2: what, but work with me here. Doesn't what happened in Israel on Saturday... Sound an awful lot like a carbon copy printout of what the Wagner Group monsters. I saw it on. Did saw, it was a professional in Ukraine. hit. Didn't But aren't they? A, aren't they carbon? A, aren't they carbon copies of one another? And if yes, that, it was a professional hit. And if that is the case, hey, if that is the case. Uh, and, and this is sleuthing work. Who is Vladimir Putin's chief client in that region? Syria. Who, as a nation state, would, ha- would have the wherewithal to put into practice orders from Vladimir Putin? Syria. And Bashar al Assad Who of course who, 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 of, who of course bears who of course bears no love for Israel. But they also bear no love for the Palestinians. So if you can get the Palestinians and the Israelis slaughtering each other. It's a win-win for Syria, and it's a win-win for Vladimir Putin because, meanwhile, the government of the United States is paralyzed, and Ukrainian aid is held up. That is the kui bono. Putin is the kui bono in that, and he's also the kui bono in what's going on in Israel and Gaza. I'm
3: going to use a cool cultural uh, touchstone here. I really wish uh, Mister Marcellus from pulp fiction was chasing down Putin because I think he'd find him. Um, it's a damn shame that the CIA can't do this anymore. I, I wish Putin was not virgin right now. Don't really
0: put it that one.
3: Because uh, the birthday thing. All right, he does all his shit on his birthday. He's been doing that shit for, what, 30 years since uh, Reagan went and uh, did some chimp or the uh, since Reagan went to Russia or the fuck however how close he went. No, this is all this synthetic. The Palestinians kind of low-key hate the Israelis and the Israelis, you know, officially, but I've talked to Palestinians. They're they're all fucking, and they all run back and forth, and and they're fucking, and doing this, that, and the other, and excuse me, kind of like the Ukrainians, the Russians, you know. They're they're not our people, but they're our people. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Robert?
0: I do. I do.
3: So, I don't, they don't have that kind of, it takes a lot of rage or a lot of money to cut somebody up while they're alive. And it takes more, whatever that is, uh, to to be good at it. Cause for for what the mayhem these these people are doing, and this goes back to your point: is this the, the Bogner group? That's a fucking business. How was the Iron Dome breached so well that they're wandering around and nobody knows? What, to know? what was in those boxes? What was in those boxes? <sighs> And you know what? maybe this is all nihilistic, but all the things the way I was taught to interpret those things are all oh, fucking coming true. I'm not talking twenty percent I'm not talking thirty percent we're at ninety nine percent you um spoke about something a week ago and I wanted to chime in but I was uh, I wasn't feeling it was a lot of a lot of energy to call Right, now. Uh, you're talking about digital dollar yes there is a digital dollar coming um, there's a the Chinese dollar is online um, they have a digital yuan. I think India is coming up with a, a digital media, and it's all Chained over blockchain technology. Blockchain technology, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, I'm not talking about the 90% of that shit. It's crap. I'm talking about the 5 to 10% of crypto that does something that actually, its value. And, um, yeah, uh, July 2025. Uh, conspiracy theorists would say, well, you know, we change currency, the debt in the old currency. Yeah, that makes sense. But everything, uh, all our transfers and everything are becoming electronic and everybody has a cell phone now. Hence, everybody having a free cell phone, all connected, to or not to be connected, a digital power after that makes sense. So that's coming, that's be, uh, the revelation. Ah thing, but the fucked up thing is they're all making money on this too. I haven't to checked oil or silver. But those both went up right on time. Right on time for the money market. Clockwork. So the price of the barrel is up, we use the wire vernacular. The price the price of the package is going up. Yeah the price of the package going up twenty percent. Uh proves all war is making more money. The Saudis are making more money. Well, fucked up deal Trump did with them. The people are blaming fucking FDR in the flesh. I look at fucking law. Um, Joe Biden, I go, okay, that's what that looks like. This is like what FDR was like. Pretty cool. And I'm walking around with a tiny little piece of me that got ripped apart by Bush. We ripped apart by Bush second, ripped apart by, by Reagan, and definitely destroyed and decimated with Trump. That little piece of me that plays a little American flag. And I'm proud of being American. Or at least, uh, the, the uh, chant that we all whisper to ourselves better here than anywhere else. And, um, I'm enjoying the moment. I don't, this is intentional fuckery. Intentional fuckery never goes well. You have world wars behind it. What's that? And uh, Mr. Stress, I'm thinking of you right now. This is one of those Archduke of Ferdinand things going on. I mean, we were streaming us we a couple scenes away from something like that. Everybody, in the last ten years, everybody got nukes
0: and there's no monster. So I don't know. But you're right. Set back a, a lot of
2: people, It's good business. A lot of people are gonna get rich, 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 rich off this. Yeah. War, wars, is, war is good business.
0: Especially there's energy good, There's absolutely.
2: good money in slaughter.
3: Especially energy and genocide. Online. I was shot when I read the order so, Nobody's ever released a nuclear container And right now we're all going How much fallout is too much fallout fucked that place to be for the humans? Well I kept Here's our start moment Atmospheric nuclear detonation, human? <laughs> 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 One of the best lies ever And that was just too much for the brain, either. Atmospheric nuclear detonation. You remember that line?
2: Yes, I do. Then it's us. We have met the enemy, and they is us.
3: And they're throwing around that animal line, this, and like uh, you got to go down the rabbit hole and cut baby heads off, because that's terrible.
2: But and, and the demonization expands, okay? Uh, I, I got a little clip here. won't take too long, but we could share it together. Uh, this is the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells. And uh, I guess he's just kind of echoing something that uh, uh, his god-emperor triped on tripe social when he triped that uh, Hamas is pouring a across our
1: southern border. Well, similar. Israel's got to punch back and punch back hard. And obviously, we stand with them. However, you can't have a strong and free Israel unless you have a strong and free United States of America. Number one priority, we are not isolationists. But if we don't secure the southern border immediately and begin the deportation, and you can start with the jihadists and you can go to the criminals and then all others, boom. But we can, we can rank order these, so we do it in a logical sequence. But it must be done, and it must be done now. We cannot wait. We have Gaza here in this country. We're going to get hit. The infiltration into our institutions, you don't think the institutions have been infiltrated? Have you seen what Harvard? what happened at Harvard? Have you seen these Ivy League schools? You see what's happening in the streets with these young people? I think there's a report that was up on Mediate, under 50% of the the youth think there's any issue with Hamas uh, doing this, right? They think Israel brought it on themselves, They're their colonizers. Wait till they start extrapolating that out to the United States of America. Oh, yeah, you guys are just colonizers. This was all Indigenous people's land, and you took it. It's coming, baby.
2: I mean, watch That's for not it. coming. We've this known that for This is the way they while. roll.
1: You either stand up to it now. Like Clemenza says, let's hit them now while we're still strong.
2: Yeah, great. Got to, gotta love it when a when a when a patriotic American quotes a line from Godfather uh, reference. Uh, yeah, Godfather from, reference. From, yeah, a mobster.
3: You know, I was about to say, I feel so dirty listening to Steve Bannon. Um, man, starting to feel even more coordinated. I mean, there's the emotional hot buns. We got new ones now. because The old ones are worn out. I don't know. I want the biggest atheist tonight, and I wish I had actual monetary money to uh, throw on the table. But use your creativity, come up with a couple bucks, and a reasoned post or blog or email. Is there anybody any evidence that Trump is, Danny Price, the great deceiver Seriously.
2: Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to prove. I mean, it's that's... logical in terms of formal logic, it's impossible to prove a negative. Yeah, I get it. Give me some kind of argument, though, because. <laughs> Even the little snake dance that
3: he said. You know what? I got to emphasize, because it's going to click in with everybody. What is the symbol of the Republican Party for the last, what, 100 years? In the back? Show hands in the back? You go ahead, Rob. No. Academ. Peanut. No. Long trunk. Floppy ears. Come on, what is that? Uh,
2: that's a half a lump And
3: elephant elephant yeah what is the current symbol of the republic party now <laughs> it's a yellow talking
2: snake yeah yeah it's a yellow talking
3: snake and you know and this is uh this is a wait a minute time out
2: time out that's for yellow talking well, that's for yellow talking snake <laughs> I just love that. It is.
3: It is. All right. I used to think oh, Trump's dementia is kicking off when he when he does the snake and he does the snake thing and all his talks, and I'm like, imagine for a second the talking snake from from Eden story is actually true, and Trump was there to see it, and he said, "This is not dementia. This is him doing his supervillain thing with his Trump and uh, you know, it, it's metaphorically rubbing the dick in your face. Oh, ah, look what I did. The talking snake is their symbol. <sighs> don't tread on me. And I, I brought, I've told this joke before. Uh, yeah. That's some kind of antichrist shit. We don't care about money. We don't care about government. We don't even care about war. We we just want to snuffle this motherfucker's paint. Whatever Trump says. Yeah, Jews doing it. That's the part where I was like, I did some work in a very, very wealthy, nice Jewish gentleman. I I loved this I love this guy until I saw the MAGA hat in his uh, hat closet. And he had a hat closet. I'm just gonna do that there. He had a hat closet. And I think of a hat closet. He had a MAGA hat, now it's all the way in the back. Well, you purchased it kinda like buying the uh Hugo Boss boots and the jacket. You didn't get the pants, but you got the jacket. So, and I've argued with Jews that I used to know about this Trump thing. And I'm like, no, because Trump did it saying, here, in my hometown, I'm not sure. Well, the, the rich people live now all jumping up and down and making money. this shit. If evil superheroes or Antichrist waved he had to wave his metaphorical uh mushroom. and went, all oh, the dreams owe me big. Remember that post on, Yom? was it, Rosh Hashanah?
2: Yeah, the one—the one where he was on a high holiday. Now, was it Rosh Hashanah, or was it was it Yom Kippur, where he he? It was one of them. Uh, yeah, he he tripped out a picture of a menorah, which is associated yep. with, you know, Hanukkah. Genocide. Hanukkah, a menorah, the Hanukkah mm-hmm. menorah, the miracle of the miracle of the oil. Yeah, he tweeted that out for Yom Kippur. You know, the day the the day of. The most sacred day of, you know, atonement and remembrance.
3: Yeah, he said, he basically said the Jews need to atone to me first. Because I hooked you up. I did that deal. Christian did that thing. Ah, that's what that was about. That's a uh, paraphrase, obviously, but that's pretty much what that was. And it was on the most, not on Yom Kippur, motherfucker. What the hell are you doing?
2: (sighs) I mean, could he, have, could, he have no. not, could he have not asked his daughter, Precious Princess Iwanka daddy, Trump Kushner? She's a, con- she's a convert to Orthodox Judaism. Hey, Iwanka. She wasn't
3: picking up the phone because you're not supposed to have electronics during i days. It it's a thing. I mean, he has Jewish people about him, but no, that's when he missed that post. For maximum cruelty and maximum disruption.
2: Well, remember, and, and, I mean, while, while we're at it, remember, uh, the his his staff during the four nightmare years borrowed an ancient sacred menorah from the Israeli antiquities. They never actually used it. They, they never actually used it in the White gone. House. They never actually used it in the White House. But somehow or another, Nitwit Nero kept it. And I'm pretty sure it went down to Mar-a-Lago.
3: That sounds like some Nazi uh, looking for the arcade colour and they shit. It really does.
0: It would be so (laughs) on (laughs) burn. Hey, go get that thing.
2: It's so beautiful. Nothing I and And then their faces melt off, right.
3: Yeah, no, and Trump is powered by belief, and the whole world will wonder after the beast. Who can, who can stop me? Who's is, as is good as this guy? The old biblical text said that the United States was the beast. Argument. No, the beast is a god, dragon
0: the
2: States. And remember, and this whole, the, the, the head of the GOP in Texas met with a Nazi, Nick Fuentes, at a uh, a political strategy firm in Dallas called Pale Horse Strategies hold a pale horse
3: i'm gonna say this again the, the black guys for the seven adventures adventures we got the message i mean you know what even even the whole lng wife, tip of the hat shout out she couldn't talk about the nazi shit nazi shit's been always going on quite different names daughters of the revolution you know the, the white
0: People's social, Club. The
3: they call it. White people social. People's social
0: club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh god.
2: Most of the names sound like that when sound Moms for Liberty. Am I wrong? Yeah, Moms for Liberty. The brown skirts. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, those My people. Those so people comorbid. actually put out press releases with favor that Qu- quote Hitler favorably. <sighs> I can't see
3: the difference. I've been purposely not trying to see the dichotomy, the deception, and the of My whole fucking life. And see, In that, that's, that's if my brain was you
2: know, confused. Yeah, the, the 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 whole Republican Party does not realize the whole that or the the problem that they've got because. That, that that old German saying, if 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 there are ten people at a, at a table, and one of them is a Nazi, and the nine say nothing, you have ten Nazis at the table.
3: Being I, a Nazi in the United States system has never... In fact, you know what? I'm going to even go deeper than that. I was a delusional purple. I was, because people would tell me how racist it all was, and I refused to believe it. Cause I was raised in New York and New York's raising the New York and race <laughs> That's funny. But y'all understand. there's nobody hanging up people in, in trees and setting them on fire and, and selling tickets and barbecue. Nobody's doing that. All right. That's a slogan thing. Okay. Where if you bring it up, people aren't there. I didn't have well, one. That's about heritage. But isn't that the flag they were waving when they're burning people and cutting yeah, but yeah, Yeah, that yeah, was going to go. So what did he do
2: anyway? <sighs> I digress. Well, I got, I, got, I got something for you because uh, you have described, in, in the life that you have described to us over the years, you've talked about having some interactions uh, with various folks in, in, in the context of uh, being involved in, you know, working in bars and entertainment venues and the like. Well, I thought I'd share this with you. And see what you, uh, Um uh, someone wrote, I was at a shitty crust punk bar once getting an after work beer, one of those shitholes where the bartenders clearly hate you. So the bartender and I were ignoring one another when someone sits next to me and he immediately says, no, get out. And the dude next to me says, Hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm a paying customer. And the bartender reaches under the counter for a bat or something and says out now. And the dude leaves, kind of yelling, and he was dressed in punk uniform, I noticed. Anyway, I asked what that was about, and the bartender was like, you didn't see his vest, but it was all Nazi shit, iron crosses and stuff. You get to recognize him. And I was like, oh, okay. And he continues, you have to nip it in the bud immediately. These guys come in, and it's always nice, a nice, polite one. And you serve them because you don't want to cause a scene. And then they become a regular, and after a while, they bring a friend. And that dude's cool, too. And then they bring friends, and the friends bring friends, and they stop being cool. And then you realize, oh, shit, this is a Nazi bar now. And it's too late because they're entrenched, and if you try to kick them out, they cause a problem, so you have to shut them down. And I was like, oh, damn. And he said, yeah, you have to ignore their reasonable arguments because their end goal is to be terrible, awful people. And then he went back to ignoring me, but I haven't forgotten that at all.
3: That is a thousand percent true. I almost had the same exact sequence, less action bits when I was uh, in the Keys. Uh, 20 years ago. And, um, it was somebody telling me the hierarchy of what the skinheads, what this person was, and who that was. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. But, uh, in the key, in key ways, you gotta, you gotta put your allegiances down and just get along. It's too fucking small, it's too fucking hot. And, um, if not, you can just drink at a, at another side of the bar. But yeah, no, I, I had a couple of bartenders. So fucking Nazis, but that—that's when that was an age of ecstasy when you know we had our heads on the right. Isn't that crazy?
0: Wow, yeah.
3: it kills people. A rave, they—I I can't. That's that's one of the worst things I've heard in my adult life. Do you know how devastating it? Did you hear about the false rope line, the where fu- these people are tracking to a rave and then. Or, or checkpoints. Checkpoints are very raving. In fact, when you're at a checkpoint, you're probably just trying to stash drugs or water or beer or flask or something. And you're totally unconcerned about your safety because you probably hear the music or whatever or the light. I don't know if there Now, I can't lay this on um, Netanyahu's lap. But would Putin precipitate the end of the world to, 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 not face the, uh, the Piper at home? Absolutely. Would he, would he, would he atomize a thousand or two thousand or three thousand Israelis to do it? This is a hell of a distraction. We're all pissed. The planet's still fucking hot.
0: You know?
3: Disease is still dying. But now, we want to kill some Palestinians. Mission should And no, they shouldn't be treating Palestinians the way they do. And no, it seems like a lot of what Israel does seems like the real estate deal. Right? We need to all progress with humanity. You know? But at the back of my book, which is, I'm, I'm really happy about a couple of things when I, when I started my own, well, I got to go back to this. I started falling off the load with the Seven Day adventures when I went to a uh, camp meeting. I don't love camp meetings. In the the parts of Florida, I don't go, let's put it that way. You know that middle part where there's no water? Yeah. Don't go there, all right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't go there, You know exactly
3: what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I'm at a camp meeting with religious, super religious, super evangelical, and we're we're preppers, man. So we're on the edge of the edge of the edge. And you know what broke my fascination? You know what I started losing my religion, Robert? What? When I heard the Cause that Because I was in an integrated conference. There was like three black churches and the rest white churches. I got to say that specifically. Cause that- and they had never actually met any black people. And we're from Miami. hoo. And I heard the N word as flipped out as easy uh as people say, bro, today. But it wasn't it was definitely the hard R. And I started talking to people, and I was the first black person that some of people had ever met, and they were saying, Oh yeah, we're in the clan. I'm like, wait a second, you're a seventh day adventure and you're in the fucking clan. How does that even work? And I said, That thing that former evangelicals and Southern Baptists and Methodists, that, like, that's
0: like, what do, you do? No, This is bullshit. I have a, nobody I, could
3: ever explain to, to me why we have two conferences. Why is it a black conference and a what conference? Is there a white heaven and a black heaven? What the holy fuck?
2: Well, you know, I mean, they're. <laughs> Remember, the Southern Baptist Church was formed to be a Baptist church that no black folk could go to. They only... How are you rationalizing any of that at all?
3: And I ran away from that. I mean, I did a lot of things, but you know what? Here's the honest truth. I think this is a time for truth in our so we move forward, however this all goes. The real message of the end of days, that fascism and racism a tent, is a going to take over. And it would be genocidal. It would be most genocidal in the country that has the most guns.
2: You mean us? I spent most,
3: Yeah. Cause that's the stuff you read when you want to stop where, you know, when you put, when you take out the 18th century language and go, oh, that's what, oh, fuck, that's what that means. This Prophet said, uh, stay away from, uh, in the end of the day, it's all entertainment's gonna be militaristic. Which sounds all old timey, circulating to you, huh? Everything is militaristic, and i I mean, there's people right now playing Call of Duty. Do I need to expand on that? No. In fact, there's people killing Palestinians and now online. There's people killing Jews online. We're all with, uh, 3D, uh, graphic co-processed avatars. All interlinked. And they're all talking shit. They're all being very racist. And some of those places. Being amplified by Russian bots. This is crazy. You know what? And I'm going to be the worst kind of crazy prophet. I don't want any of your money, folks. Send that money to Robin. But yeah, I, I preached this shit when I was 16 and I hoped it all wasn't true. And then you know what? Barack Hussein. Obama was elected, and I was like, ah, no, nah, that's not all true, we're moving, we're going to that Star Trek future, do you remember that feeling? Yeah, do you remember yeah. that? I know I had that feeling.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to. We're going to we're, well, we're, 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 we're even going to jump <laughs> over the, the con part with the, with the genetic wars and everything and just go straight to Star Trek, sure. By the way, no. you, have, uh, you have received a cowbell. Well, thank uh, you uh, from Billable Rick cowbell for scary Jerry. That sounds like some Nazi looking for the Ark of the Covenant shit. <laughs> and I have a note. I have a note from Clarence. And and this is the, the Clarence always brings his a game. The Mideast tripwire. I'd like to share my perspective on the war in the East. I'm very familiar with the carnage of war. I'm 73 years old, and to this day, the smell of death is as fresh as the day I arrived in Vietnam in 1970. The sounds and scenes of combat are just as vivid in my memory. My heart goes out to all of those who have to experience the terror of survival in Gaza. Watching the explosions on television is a reminder of what I saw and experienced. Anyway, I think the religion piece is the culprit. The Al-Aqsa incident was the catalyst for this senseless move by Hamas. The only way there will be any lasting peace, religion has to be eradicated. I know that will never happen. So the chaos and killing will continue. Religion has to get out of the way, and then we can get a, move on with human existence.
3: Robin, I don't know. I, I, I want to leave the country and, and, and go on some island nation or mountainous place and uh, have a pet goat.
2: I live in a mountainous place. I, mean, what I've been looking, I live in a mountainous place. I've been looking for a goat, and it still doesn't go away. And what? So, yeah. It still doesn't go away. You were talking about a goat a little while back. Yeah. I, so what? Well, okay. but we, we, we can't get a goat because the free-range Rottweilers next door would just eat them. <sighs> oh, wow.
3: So, we're trying to go to the road future. And if you've never seen that movie, don't. Just don't. One of the greatest pieces of art I'll never want to see again. And I think about the road once a week. Usually when I have a cola or a Pepsi. Have you seen the road, Robin? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. Roaming. I, mean, I don't know. Love each other. Love yourself. I don't know what to say at this point. We don't have a government to even fix this. We don't have any diplomatic corps. Don't have any generals. People are trying to cycle out and cycle in, and Tommy Tuckerville can't even tell us why. In fact, he shoots somebody for being mean to them. A CIA guy. I'm like, a CIA guy gave you, like, a stink face, and you're going to let you call the You know what the CIA can do? Shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, at background. this point,
3: I approve. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Tommy Tuberville got insulted by an intelligence operative and called the cops on him. No kidding. That's a thing that happened. You're picking a public fight with the
3: CIA, bro? Wow, they're going to find that dead hooker.
0: And the car. And the
3: boy.
2: Hold on. That's, (laughs) That's two cowbells talking with the CIA. They're going to find the dead hooker and the car and the boy.
0: Yeah, no. no, you, may not, no. You, may, you
2: may not be feeling great, but you're still sharp. So,
3: Well, I'm, I'm uh, sharpest I've ever been, to be honest. it's um, I'm literally having an oxygen problem. And you know what? Uh, just an interesting aside. I got to see the damage in my heart from COVID, which is crazy, because I that's my heart uh, 20 years ago. I know it's bustin', Yeah i tell you I'm just a little thing Now I think um, I've reached The super beach portion But to be honest with you I don't actually Want to be on any Heart medication Because you know That's the long slide if that makes sense So I'm going to try To stay healthy I'm not going to try I'm going to stay healthy uh, I got shit to do
0: Yeah
2: well you know it's inter- you might you might be interested in this just a little something else besides Gaza um, I started off the program and I mentioned it last night. The real solution to the problem in the House of Representatives is to file a motion for expulsion against Matt Gates well, it ain't Matt Gates, but uh, in a superseding Im- indictment uh, George, Emperor Ivan the Terrible Santos, whatever the rest of his name is, uh, caught 10 more felonies in the last day or so.
3: Today? Because I heard about yesterday oh, yeah, where they that, caught him with identity theft,
2: Yeah, that's, which that, is, what yeah. is
3: that, a 10-year charge?
2: Right. And, so, now, um, so now every every member of the New York GOP delegation is signing off on a motion to expel Santos from the entire Congress. Uh, a uh, Representative Anthony Desposito said, today I'll be introducing an expulsion resolution to rid the People's House of fraudster George Santos. Well, he'll have to have the cooperation of the Democratic Caucus. And there's no reason for the Democrats to participate in expelling George Santos. He'll be gone next year. And they would like uh, the, the Democrats, I'm sure would like to let the Republican party continue to wear him around their neck like an albatross. On the other hand, however, I always, you know, as a, as a, as a lay student of history, I always was fascinated by the deal making that takes place in the House and the Senate. And if uh Mr. Desposito was to put forward a motion to throw out George Santos and Matt Gates, he might get all those Democratic votes and then he'd only need to uh, need uh uh, 82 Republicans, and they'd both be gone.
3: A literal Nazi is going to be the Speaker of the House. I can't, I can't even begin to wrap my... my, my that, that's what caused the whole, you know what? They, they may not be able to fix this shit. Because Speaker of the House is what? That's two people away, right?
2: Well, uh, it's, <laughs> that's second in line. Yeah. Vice president, then speaker, then president pro tem of the Senate. Yeah.
3: And they can't even say it was a a coup. I I don't know. Um, It's hot as hell for October. That's all I'm going to say. So about 90 degrees. I've never seen that before, but
0: whatever.
2: And now the further movement a member a Democrat from the House a, a Democrat named Pat Ryan from New York who is the vice ranking member of the House Armed Services Committee introduced a, a resolution in the House today calling on uh, Tommy the Tuber to end his stupid blockade and this is actually pretty smart what uh, what Pat Ryan what Pat Ryan said was Our most critical ally is fighting an existential war for their nation's survival. Yet MAGA extremists, led by Tommy Tuberville, are more concerned with waging a culture war, endangering both our Israeli allies and our own troops. The people of Israel are depending on us. China, Iran, and Russia are watching for signs of weakness. We must stand together as patriots and show the forces of evil around the world that there is no greater friend and no worse foe than the United States of America. That's some pretty sharp messaging. Because we don't care. Even, down, about, no, but even the, about yeah, yeah, but the thing is, down in Alabama, uh, those 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 good God fearing upstanding Bible believing Christ centered evangelical fundamentalist homosexual Christian Republicans, they're liable to look at something like that, and even if it comes from a heathen Yankee, like Pat Ryan of New York, well, he may have a point there. You know, Israel's more important than fetuses, and we gotta support Israel. No matter what, because it says right there in the Bible that if we don't if we don't support Israel, we don't get to kill Jews when Jesus comes back.
3: Where does it say to get to? You know, you know, you say that, and I'm not saying you say that. I'm just saying that's one of the things you say, moving along to the policy. But I never saw that in the Bible. In fact, in, in, in my couple of Bibles, anybody who just raises their chin and goes, hey, I just want to be a decent person. Religion and denomination aside, they get to make it. That's our finish line plan. So, so where does this other gig and juice part come from? I don't see it in any of the know
0: It's
2: Revelations.
3: It's not in Revelations. It is. The only All right, here's the Revelation part where we're up. Wow. Boy, we got to go deep here. The separation part is he who tips his hat to the beast. Now that would sound like some wild crystal patchouli shit, but six of our highest esteemed court members are Jesuits. Our
0: Supreme Court is Jesuits. Jesuit Mafia.
2: Are they are they are they, they are they no, are they know. all Jesuit? I mean, I know uh... I, I know Fappy Thomas and maybe Alito and certainly uh, Fat Dead Tony. Tony and Alito are a member of Opus Dei, which was started founded it. by not,
0: it. it
2: was it was, fa- it was founded by Ho- Jose Maria Escriva in Spain. He was a he was bud- bosom buddies with uh, Generalissimo Francisco Franco. And he started he started this order of lay Catholics who are just really weird. You know, wrapping their legs with barbed wire and beating themselves and hair shirts and you know all that medieval shit.
3: Well, they can torture themselves. They can definitely torture you. And to bring you into compliance. See, and the last three Jesuits were kind of rushed, rushed and pushed in. And Hillary is right. This is always about the judges. So keeping it greasy on that seven-day adventure tip, if, you know what? I used to always go, this was a little the final little piece of delusion chant if you had your side And here it goes. And it's the only case I can talk about this. Because I couldn't even talk about this in church. could get uncomfortable and walk away from me? I used to say, they're not going to do this Sunday thing. See the whole thing here, if you want to keep it mythological is Sunday is the day of the beast and Saturday is the day of the luck. That's it. So I can totally see Mr. Trump wanting us to all go, I can see Trump starting to do church rallies on Sundays either. Like right there. And the Jesuits, that's where it came from, or Opus Dei, or the Federalist Fuck Factory. Fuck, fast, fuck Factory. Fuckery Factory. There it is. There it is. The Federalist Fuckery Factory. They're to install all that shit. They already did abortion. So all this madness isn't. Years or decades away. It's happening right now. The whole killing Jews thing. No, nah, that's two separate processes. See, I mean, if you squint, because it's all patchouli stuff. Um. No, there's a. Uh, a worldwide leader who leads the whole world into a false religion. So the, uh, the two lightweight religions, which is, I'm, not, I'm calling them lightweight the Muslims and the Jews, Jews with half a million. Um, it's odd. And it would be, uh, see, I used to say back into my, my, solution canopy, there's too many Jews. They're too powerful. They would never, ever take any shit sitting down over the Sabbath thing that was the English thing so a seven-day adventure we're staying with the Jews those are our dogs those, those are like our cousins and they have Jews going for Trump and there's a lot of Jews because this happened the last time who get along to go along and I'm not saying it has to be racist or anything. It's people to people. are things. Or too much work to stand up for. So, like you're saying, uh, you say, in a fact, it's governance. You have to keep your head down and keep it moving. Which is where we're at now anyway. So, all the pieces are in place. And the last time I checked, what? Uh, Iran was at 50% enrichment
2: um, I'm not sure where they are
3: they're over 50% know that and, and Russia's trading uh, Bitcoin and gold and Rupia with fucking technology so they broke and here we uh, and Trump out. They can't talk about what they found there. They, gotta shoot. they can tell you, but then they got to shoot you. Fuck! All the pieces and plays are bad. I don't know, and that's why I'm with the football. There you go. Uh, how are how the young Mountaineers doing? I'll go follow them around too. Fuck it. Uh,
0: well, uh, third, third, third.
2: They, they play tomorrow night in Houston against our old head coach, Dana Holgerson. And I hope they beat him like they like, like Houston owes us money because Dana Holgerson probably does.
3: You know what? I'm going to cheer for the Mountaineers because I really don't like Texas that much. And even though the Mountaineers used to be the, beat the Hurricanes religiously and regularly. Fuck it. I'm just trying to
2: distract myself here. Wait, the what, what, what you, wait, where, universe <laughs> did you live in where the Mountaineers beat the hurricanes all the time? I was in the stands. I oh, saw that heartbreak. I saw that heartbreak. The
3: heart 90s, break. they
0: beat
3: they, uh, the, the, the I think the lifetime record against the Mountaineers is like, what, uh, six and three? With uh, the Mountaineers taking it six times? In no, last no,
2: no, 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 no. It might be six and three the other direction, you know, during the time. You sure? Apart- yeah, 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 I am. Uh, I, got, I got a story here, and this is off the beaten path, and, you know, you said, let's talk about something else. This is a hell of a thing. I ran across this last night, and it's freaking sad. Um, remember Mary Lou Rutten, America's sweetheart? Yeah, yeah, Pne- pneumonia. She is clinging to life in an intensive care unit. Yep, with a rare form of pneumonia. Uh, remember, she won the uh, the, uh, the the all around gold at the nineteen eighty four L A Olympics, and West Virginia just lost our minds and absolutely adored her. She was from. Really I think I
3: definitely read, or seen the back of her head at least.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I.
3: So yeah, this gets hard. Uh,
2: but here is the thing: they launched, I guess, Tuesday. Her family launched a GoFundMe for her medical bills. They have since raised $275,000, but here's the thing that crawled all over me, when I, because I'm going, wait, Mary Lou Retton, why does she need a GoFundMe? Well, in the the 24 hours since her family launched the fundraiser, 5,000 people gave over $275,000. I'm sure it's much higher than that now. But Mary... Hmm. This is one of those moments where you go, oh, this is another signpost of... This is one of those you-are-here signs Scott used to talk about all the time. Um... Mary Lou Retton is uninsured.
3: Of course she is.
2: Mary Lou Retton does not have medical insurance. How about, and I
3: want to hit put medical on call because it's too immediate, and I'm like pulling forth, if that makes any sense. I'm to have to think about her. But I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, who was the, the lesbian basketball player who got the ripped off in Russia? The political stunt lady.
2: You remember that? Uh, it, wasn't a poli- it wasn't a political stunt. I mean, she was held prisoner. Um, yeah, Brittany Griner.
3: Brittany Griner. Her, she's a professional athlete, right? In two sports because she couldn't make it money here. And 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 um, yeah, because
1: uh, because
2: and, uh, WNBA players are not played on a uh, on a parity scale even remotely resembling that of men in the NBA.
3: Now, and I and do that him now. She, everyone said a million times she had a weed card. She had a weed card. She had a weed card. No, actually, she probably had a CBD card or a vape card. Uh, or she'd be just, she'd be well, kind of I, I,
2: hate to, I hate to break We're, it to people, but your weed card doesn't make it legal in Mother Russia. Of course not. But that was her pain relief, her, her fucking health care. That was
3: political. Because, I'm, you know, that's why they kind of let the NBA players start smoking the double uh, the lettuce there. Because otherwise, it's a bunch of anti-inflammatories and stuff. That kills your kidneys. Alonzo Moore, hey, how you doing? Oh, uh, what was Birdman's name? I forgot his name. Number one in the big three. One of your, one of Heat fans out there will remind me. Um, uh, Bosch, Chris Bosch. Blood disease and blood clots because of the painkillers.
0: Or if you don't have that
3: high-polluted health care, you stash a CBD cart, because you're in pain, but you're trying to work. And you get caught, and you get to stay in prison for six months while everybody talks shit.
0: Just because you like to pay back the normal people. All the way, you Okay. Oh, you're, uh, Jerry,
2: you're, you're breaking. You're breaking up there. I don't know why. Jerry, can't hear you. Yeah, I lost, I lost Jerry. Uh, here's one you, you might – the rubber mask is off. You know, there's a lawsuit going forward in Colorado to keep Nitwit Nero off the ballot based on the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause. Well, Nitwit Nero has lawyers defending that case too. And the language uh, – well – the pettifoggers for Nitwit Nero have had the unmitigated temerity to walk into court and say that the Insurrection Clause of the 14th Amendment does not apply to the President of the United States because, wait for it, the President of the United States has no duty to support the Constitution of the United States. How about that? They say that the presidential oath that requires the president to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution is different from the idea of supporting the Constitution as enumerated by the framers of the 14th Amendment. At least he's finally admitted that he had no intent intention of supporting the Constitution. Meanwhile, Mitt Romney's out there trying to, I don't know, is this some sort of backhanded Attempt to, I don't know. Well, he talked to a bunch of bunch of Republicans. Uh, Bishop Willard did, and he's begging his party to find somebody that isn't Trump to run for president. And he said he's talking with, uh, and and it was during a and A with uh, his former running mate Paul Eddie Munster Ryan, who couldn't even win his home district in Wisconsin. Uh, in the uh, presidential race of 2012, it was a chit chat in Park City, Utah, and uh, B- Bishop Willard said we got to have somebody who can deal with Trump on the uh, on the Republican side. But then he said he's been talking to Democrats to try to get somebody to primary Joe Biden. Damn it! And uh, he's reached out to Cory Booker of New Jersey and Mark Warner of Virginia to primary Joe Biden. Does he think they're stupid? But when he talks to Democrats, they say, no, the likely heir to Biden is maybe Senator Elizabeth Warren. And he said, huh. Democrats don't want that. They don't think that's right for the country. Because, of course, Bishop Willard, again, we're back to that same theme. It's always about the money. Bishop see, Bishop Willard sees American democracy as a mechanism for protecting his wealth. And given that uh, this is Prayer Meet and Wednesday, we have to have one solid Prayer Meet and Wednesday story. Who better for Prayer Meeting and Wednesday than Michelle batshit crazy Bachman? By the way, uh, for this 11th of October, Ralph's put a $25 challenge on the table uh, in honor of uh, National Day of Coming Out. Uh, no one has met that challenge yet. By the way, Micah said thank you, Jude, uh, for your kind remarks earlier. So that would at least get us down to twelve twenty-five, and have us twenty-five dollars away from fully funded for last Thursday. You know, before Thursday gets here. I don't know. Can we scrounge up fifty bucks in ten minutes? just to get us down to a nice even $1,200 and be done with last Thursday before Thursday gets here tomorrow. Be great if we could. PayPal buttons at headon.live. How astute is our Clarence, Jude writes. The Netflix documentary, The Family. I'm currently trying to digest, yes, Jeff Charlotte's books, notably. The Family and C Street, The Breadth of the dominionist tentacles have reached out so far, if not grounded and painfully awake, would bring a death to one's being. The unevolved and fear-based consciousness is suspended in a forceful stranglehold. Reminds me of religion, the opium of the masses, profoundly different from uh, from the ether of spirituality. Hearing the audible exhalations of Jerry's breath is a reminder of the need to cleanse outward that which does need to be sent out from one's inner vessel. Keep cleansing. Good night to all. Good night, Jude. Have a wonderful evening. Coming up on 6 o'clock where you are. But like I said, we've got Michelle batshit crazy Bachman, who used to actually be a member of Congress. And she, of course, is horrified by what happened in Israel. And, uh, hey, TJ, thank you for meeting Ralph's challenge. Thank you so much. So we're down to 1225. And, Kevin, thank you so much. Now, last Thursday is fully funded. Yay, thank you so much. Uh, but Michelle batshit crazy Bachman went on real America's voice. Oh, for God's sakes um where she explained what it is that caused because she knows the cause because she's batshit crazy she knows why what happened on what is the holiday simchat torah yeah you know whose fault it is sure you do
1: and David, your specific question was spirituality the aspect. The spiritual yeah. impact. Well, it is because this is demonic. It, it because this is not human. What happened on Saturday? What's continued to happen is not human. What would it take for a human being to decapitate a baby, and not just one, but 40? Something has to happen to your soul, and what happened is it is a spiritual demonic presence that has come in and taken over. Well, there's uh, competing information that's coming out. Benjamin Netanyahu is saying, "No one warned me." we he didn't hear it now the other thing that could be uh, we have problems with wokeness in the united states in our wokeness. government agency mm-hmm. it, it's entirely possible that perhaps the intel services in israel also had wokeness and decided not to pass the information along
2: that nutter <laughs> It's the dean of the school of government at Regent University, otherwise known as Pat Robertson University. Yeah, wokeness.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Israeli intel services were woke. Why is she not followed everywhere she goes by someone with a very large... Butterfly net. Good God. And I guess we got to issue a retraction here just to wrap things up. Council for the parking garage, Alina Havana Havana Havana, uh, is breathing a little easier today. because at the beginning of Nitwit Nero's fraud trial in New York, she shrieked in the courtroom, Why is this not a jury trial? And Justice Arthur Ngoron said, Well, no one asked for one. Well, he clarified himself today. Justice Ngoron did. He said, I believe what happened here is that the AG clearly checked off the non-jury box. It would not have helped to make a motion. Nobody forgot to check off a box because, he said, all the remedies sought in the suit are equitable in nature and not uh, and not suitable as a matter of law to a jury. Neither side asked for one. In any event, the remedies sought are all equitable in nature, mandating that the trial be a bench trial, one that a judge alone decides. So when he said it would not have helped to make a motion, nobody forgot to check off a box, a vastly relieved Alina Havana, Havana Havana Counsel for the Parking Garage said, thank you, Your Honor. Because she was probably beginning to sweat the receipt, eventually, of that call your insurance malpractice insurance carrier letter. You know, when maybe a billion-dollar judgment comes down against her client. Well, here we are. Day three of the most miserable topic on Earth. A topic with no solutions. Well, a topic whose only solution presently being contemplated is unthinkable but we made it through thanks for getting us fully funded Kevin and TJ and Ralph's getting us fully funded for last Thursday thank you so much maybe we'll make a little more headway again program note I don't know when the calls gonna come through and gonna have to hit the road for Tennessee I will let everybody know when that does happen, however, because we're ready to roll at a moment's notice. Thanks to all our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our News Ninjas. Well, I'm getting that out of order. Thank you to all of our a la carte contributors. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, Head on dot Live. Remember, like every podcast episode, subscribe to it, leave a comment. It all helps grow the program, and I'm seeing a little tiny bump in the numbers, and it's nice. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Ben is working on the White Rose problem. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Cold River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please get your booster, get your flu shot, get your RSV vaccine. Wear your mask if you're around maggots or any group of five or more people. It's COVID season because it's endemic now. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse, maintain your social distance best you can. And, you know, if uh, a former member of Congress who's the head of a theocracy government school tells you that, wow, Hamas hit Israel so hard because of all the wokeness, Boy, that batshit crazy woman like the plague, because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you.
0: Love you, Wayne. Later.